I'd like to invite you this evening to open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 7 through 12 tonight. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Paul writes, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. Anyone around my age or older might know that piggy banks were, were not as up-to-date or sophisticated back in days past as they are now. I mean, now you can drop money in that bank and it's a little digital thing on the side. It's counting it for you. You have this nice little compartment in the bottom you can open and get out what you want. That's not the way it used to be. It used to be a piggy bank would have one slot, one opening in the entire existence of of the whole thing, and it was right on top. It wasn't too hard to put money into it. You could just drop it and you... You can you just hear it right now when you drop it and it goes in, no problem. If you needed a couple of quarters, it wasn't that big a deal, but you would turn it upside down and you would shake it a little bit. A little money would come out. If you wanted three or four dollars and it was the only place you could get it, you really had to work that thing over. You had to hold that thing upside down and you'd move it all around and you're hoping that your quarters will line up and it wouldn't be pennies and nickels coming out and the, the quarters would line up and they would come out. And, uh, but it would take a while to get three or four dollars. You were too tired to go spend the money by the time you got it out of that bank. A lot of shaking. You would do this though because you knew that there was something of value within. And if you just shake it up a little bit, it's, it's going to give you something that's, that's of worth within it. 
God has given us a great treasure in earthen vessels. Now on the outside of you and I, there could be callousness, there could be bitterness, there could be hardness, there can be independence, there can be self-dependence that can hide the beauty of Christ who is on the inside of us. So, God may turn us upside down and all around and shake us up every now and then to get out of us what is of such great value that He has put inside you and I. Notice again in verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have been given the gift of salvation. The Lord has saved us and He lives within us. We have a treasure within us. Go back to verse 6 to define this treasure that he's talking about. It says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What a treasure we have within us. What a ministry Every single one of us has to one another, to this world. We have been given light into our soul. It is priceless. It is precious. It is divine. It's the center of our being. It's the most important thing about who we are. That's the most important thing to know about someone else. And that is what they believe about God. And that's the center of who we are, and it's surrounded by a clay pot. That's what that word earthen vessel speaks of. It speaks figuratively of a clay pot talking about us being in this flesh. It speaks of this body that we are in which can display the attitudes and the actions of the flesh. God's looking to take us away from that and onto something much better, but, but it can do that because God has put something within this earthen jar, if you will, that He wants to display through us. On the outside... We're like a common jar. We're, we're all alike on the outside. You know, what does a Christian look like? Let us be careful there, because we'll get it wrong a lot of the time. We all look the same from a spiritual point of view on the outside. We don't know if someone is a Christian by the way they look. And though there are some misreads even on this, we get a better idea when we, when we hear what someone says, when we watch their life and we see what they continually do.
then we get an idea of who is a Christian. We, we remain common and unchanged on the outside. You know, the wheat and the tares, they look alike. And, 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 and so the outside remains the same. Why is that? How about that the focus for the Christian might be the excellency of the power of God in us and that it would not be us? It's not about us. It's about God in us. The power of our ministering, which we are called to be active in, its source is not the way we dress. Its source is not how well we speak. We are not the power in our ministry. God is the power in our ministry. God channels His power through earthen vessels. This right here. One preacher had written in the front of his Bible, the power is not in my preaching. The power is what I preach. The power is of God. In the following verses now, we find that the events of our everyday lives that we can go through, they are never meant to shut us down, but they can shake us up in a good way. Or, or we could, if we're likening things to the piggy bank, we could say that our circumstances can actually shake out of us what is of such precious value within us. Look first at the beginning of verse 8. Paul talks about and describes the events of being in ministry for the Lord and serving the Lord. He says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We don't have exemption from trouble, but we can actually be energized by our trouble, used in the right way. The trials we face, God wants to do something good in those things. We can all relate to trials coming from every direction and all angles. When it rains, it pours. Isn't that what we say sometimes? And it's happened to all of us. The walls seem to close in on us, but we're not pressed out of action. Trials come, but, but what do I see in you? What do we sometimes see in each other? Trials come, but we still give praise to the Lord. We still say the Lord is good. We're still in awe of the goodness of God. Isn't that a wonderful discovery to make? A wonderful education we get spiritually about the Lord. He's always good. Things may seem like a mess, but we don't charge God with having made a mistake. We may become temporarily fl frustrated, 
but we're not flattened. We're not stopped. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Look at the second part of verse 8. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We may not see the way out at the moment of the trouble that we get into. We may not know which way to turn in an instant. But we are never without a perfect resource. We have resource from heaven. And we always, we always have it. We may not have our head for a second. But we always have hope. There's never the slightest intermission of our hope that we have. There is never an intermission from divine aid. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Verse 9, persecuted, but not forsaken. God's using Paul to write this. Paul who took 39 stripes five times because it was against the law to give 40 stripes at once. And then you, you look in the 11th chapter of this 2 Corinthians and you find a list of all of the things that, that he endured and that he went through. And, and we could list them all and through every one of them, the truth is that Paul was never alone and he was never without help. How about Paul being jailed for the sake of the gospel and he's singing praises in the prison. And those gates flung open. And next thing you know, he is leading the jailer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Persecuted, but not forsaken. How about Paul being stoned for his faith? And next thing you know, he's traveling right back in the direction of those who would stone him again to find out about young Christians who had believed to, to try to lead even more of those enemies of the gospel to Jesus Christ. We may get knocked down in this plain old body, in this earthen vessel we're in, but we are never knocked out as children of God. Because in this old body, Jesus has poured Himself into our soul. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We can stand through the shaking up because it may simply be in many cases that God's just looking to show on the outside of us what He has put on the inside of us. He wants to manifest Himself to this world through us, and sometimes He's going to do it through the perplexing, through the persecution, through the trouble on every side. Verse 10, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. You get that? 
you read that, that God wants to show out of these clay jars that we are, His glory. And just think about what you have observed. What has inspired you as a child of God? What has encouraged you when you have seen the power of God working through the life of a child of God? And, and we might sit back and say, how are they dealing with that? How are they going through that? Because we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The invisible within Paul became visible by the scars and the suffering that he was carrying around as he remained steadfast in such fashion for the cause of Christ. What the world would call unknown was made known by the troubled, perplexed, and persecuted Paul who continued on for the glory of God. He was in a weak body of humiliation. But what was seen from him was heaven's power on display. This is a way that God works through our lives. Verse 11, For we which live are always delivered unto death, for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. The mortal flesh is this body that we're in right now. Made manifest is talking about something that is clearly seen. That the life also of Jesus might be clearly seen in this body, from this body that we are in right now. For we which live are always delivered unto death. Delivered unto death speaks of something continual that was in the life of Paul, that was in the life of the other apostles. They daily faced the danger of literally losing their life, dying for their faith because of the enemies of the gospel. There were many who opposed the gospel. Paul told Thessalonica, Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, but Satan hindered us. So there was the encountering of death-like opposition and, and enemy fire against Paul continually, but the conquering of it was a revealing of the treasure that is in the earthen vessel. And that magnified Christ. It was an enlightenment to a lost and dying world. But it was an encouragement to the people of God. Look at verse 12. It says, So then death worketh in us, but life in you. So the pain with perseverance that was seen in Paul's life. It was his testimony. It was a platform for the church at Corinth 
that they might be drawn to greater, stronger spiritual life. God bless the child of God who can be that example for others. I, I could name them, and I never forget the names of those who have been that in my life that I have been able to see. I have, I have seen Christians going through problems ever since I was saved. And God has blessed me with, with being in their presence and seeing their walk and seeing this treasure that is in earthen vessels. Our trials are not coming along just for hurt. Our trials are not meant to just hurt us. They are not meant for hoarding up bitterness and resentment. They are for Christian growth. They are for Christ's magnification from our lives. They are for the invisible to make a connection and be visible to this world of the power of Jesus Christ in a life. So all of these things that would trouble, perplex, and persecute us, they have a high and a holy purpose. They contribute to the salvation of the lost. They are a drawing device for the saved to have a deeper, more mature walk with Christ. There's something of such great value that God has put in us, with, that we have. He has gifted us with His salvation. And, and how much can we actually skim the surface of what God has done in us? The quality and the value of this treasure in earthen vessels. You know, throughout life, we, we come to know the value and the quality of things more and more. When I was a kid, I thought every pair of shoes were paper thin, made out of rubber, and even when the shoes were brand new, you felt the rocks on the street. And, you know, I, I thought every sh pair of shoes was like the cheap shoes that I got for school every once a year. You know, and you, next thing you know, you start seeing the different prices of shoes, and you wonder why that's so expensive. And you put it on your foot, and you've never felt anything like that before. Wow. How about... How about silverware? How about forks and spoons? And how about the cutlery? How about the knife set? You know, when I was a kid, I mean, something was wrong if the prongs on the forks weren't all over the place. There was a process to eat in my house. You straightened out the prongs, and then you ate. And I'm not kidding. You know, and then, then you walk through the store, and you see a new set of forks and spoons and knives for 20 bucks. And then you see a set for $2,000. And, and I didn't research it. I can't imagine how expensive it can get. What's the difference? What, what's the difference in the $20 set and the $2,000 set?
Well, it's the, it's the process of making it. It's, it's, what it, it's what it's put through. And what all goes into it. The longer lasting cutlery, the forks that, that don't do this all over the place, they have been tempered. And the more you temper steel, the finer and the better it's going to be. Temper, when you temper it, you, you heat it up red hot, and you beat, it, beat that steel with a hammer, and sparks are flying everywhere when you do that. And then you, and then you put that steel in water, and you cool it off. And, but it's not done. Then you heat it up red hot again. And you hammer it some more. And you, you put it in the cool water again. And over and over and over, the more you do it, the finer the cutlery is going to be. Next thing you know, you, you got a $2,000 set of forks and spoons and knives. It's a process that, that goes over and over and it becomes finer and finer. And this is what God is doing for us. Not only in the future. There, there's a lot of this chapter that would speak of what is coming for us in glory that God is doing right now. But also, there are effects right now in our lives from what God is doing. And He's doing something for us in these things. Look at verse 17 of this very same chapter. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, and I underline the next three words, worketh for us. Let me just stop right there. We could consider what, what's happening in a far more exceeding and eternal weight of, of glory and also right now, that these things are working for us in our lives. In the furnace of a trial, when we are being hammered by troubles, and then cooled down a little bit, a little bit of a break comes sometimes, you're cooled down, but guess what? Then you're back in the furnace of trial again, over and over and God is taking a cheap knife and He's making the finest cutlery out of you and I. The worked over Christian in this fashion will steadily perform with power. Practice the Christian life with power. Troubled on every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, not in despair, persecuted, not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. This will be a picture also to benefit others. It's going to benefit someone else in their Christian life. Seems like I've told many stories about Shelley's granddaddy and grandmother through the years. Well, Shelly had other grandparents too. She had Mama, Papa and Mama. And Mama had a piggy bank. And I don't know how I ended up with it, but I got that piggy bank. It was an ugly ceramic cow. It was shaped 
not like a cow. It was just kind of the weirdest looking thing. And, and I guess I like weird things sometimes. And I don't know who asked me if I wanted that cow. I said, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Something unique, I'll take it. And I, I took that ugly, funny looking ceramic cow home. And I filled it with silver. And when there wasn't enough, well, when, when it would be better if I didn't make a debit to the checking account for lunch at work, I went to the cow. And I turned it upside down. I was almost too tired to go to work. It was one of those old-fashioned banks. But I turned it upside down, and I got lunch money out, and Shelly didn't see a debit, and Shelly was happy. I was almost late for work getting my lunch money out, working that thing over. You know, I, I have seen some people, though, that, that if they have that piggy bank with one slot in it and it's full of, and they, they know, they're the ones that filled it up. They know it's full of value. They know it's full of silver. I've seen people just drop it on the ground before in the ceramic shatters, and there's all of that silver. All over the place. Something of value. I should have dropped that ugly cow. Just to watch that satisfying process of, of seeing something of, of, of such an exterior that was nothing special at all. And then all that silver inside. Galore. Treasure galore. That's what's going on with us. The Lord has saved us and has poured Himself into us in these old earthen vessels that we have. One more time, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Know what the Lord has given you in salvation. And then know what He is working out of you so that others can see His glory. Let me go ahead and read verse 11 again. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. You know what? When we feel like we're not very useful when we feel like we're down, when we feel like we're not very productive, when we feel like there must be something wrong and we're searching ourselves, it's, it's just a season. It's just a season sometimes. And God is actually producing something really great in our lives. It's wonderful when everything seems to be great and there's a constant expression of joy in our lives. That's, that's wonderful. But something else wonderful is going on when it might be painful, but we are digging our heels in. We are standing and trusting in Jesus Christ. We're not going anywhere. You may feel like you are fading in faith. You may feel like that, that, that there is just got to be something you can do to break out of this. It just could be that God is shaking you and I up. 
And he is doing something extremely profitable in all of our lives. Just remember this. Maybe we can close on this. Nothing is meaningless in the Christian life. This time for you and I, whenever that time is, that we are going through the pressures and troubles that we are going through, it is not for nothing. God is not wasting anything in our lives. Let us know this. There is never an intermission in our hope whatsoever. We are never alone and there is always help. Is there anyone that doesn't have that tonight? Though, is there anyone here without hope? And, and life seems to be meaningless to you. You don't see any purpose in life. Well, I want to tell you tonight about a God who loves us all, who gave His own Son to die in our place. We've all broken God's law. That thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. We've all broken God's law. And Jesus Christ paid our fine. What's acceptable to God is perfection. And none of us will ever get there. But Jesus Christ, the perfect Son of God, gave His life in our place. And God's satisfied with what Jesus did for every single one of us. And there's some people here who are saved. They've never doubted they're saved. They know they're saved. They know they have a home in heaven. And no one is left out of that blessing and God's precious salvation if you would trust in Jesus Christ to save you from your sins. Is this that night for you? And for children of God, I haven't been reading anybody's mail. I don't know what might be going on in your life. But I pray that it, that it has been a help to you and I to see how God works. And to be encouraged that God wants to make known to the world this treasure that He's put in, inside these old ugly ceramic things like the, like the value of, of the silver in the piggy bank. We're in these earthen vessels, but we have a treasure in them. Be encouraged. When times seem to take you so low that you think you're of no good, God has benched you. He has set you to the side. Be careful about that because He's doing something really special of great value in all of our lives. He's making us worth something more and more. Let us pray. Almighty Father in heaven, we bow before you this evening. And dear God, with our physical eyes, we look around and 
we make so many judgments and conclusions and we miss the mark because you are doing things that we can't even comprehend. You are doing things to where we're not going to connect them currently but you are working for the good in all of our lives. And I thank you that we can open your word and we can share this with one another. That we might be encouraged that we're not going to be destroyed. That we don't have to be in despair. We thank you for loving us, Lord. We thank you for letting us know enough to know that you are always up to something good in our lives. And if there be one here tonight who has never come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, we pray that they would trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior this night for the forgiveness of all their sins, Lord. Your word says we become a new creature when we believe in Christ. And old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We don't become perfect. But you bring about a change in our lives when we believe in Jesus. And we want to thank you for the miracle of your salvation. For we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone could please stand. Page 587.